Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us at MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale for your next project this summer, whether it's a deck or a fence or something like that, go to RMFP.com. How are you, my man? I'm all right. How often do you clean your car? When I see it's dirty. How often is that? Like, I don't know. It's hard because I have a lighter colored car. Yeah. So it's harder to see. But I'm talking about the interior, though. Like, oh, not you off, pick up not the, often enough. Yeah, you, I mean, not often I, enough because it had been a month for me. Okay, and you pig. Actually, it was. This was the best after a month it has been. That's good. And I've done a better job the last two or three months keeping the clutter out of the car. Right. Um, I, I a couple of months ago after I I spent like two hours cleaning it one day I made the effort. Say all right. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go through this again. Do you go to a car wash or do you wash your own car? I wash. I go to a car wash, but I do it myself. Like I, you know, so the thing with the little jet. Yeah, thing exactly. I love right. doing that. But this was just, today was just I was cleaning cleaning the interior. Right. And um, a couple of things. Number one, I have more recycling than trash in my yep. car. Right. In my in my home, right. everything. I've kind of crossed. I've I've kind of I've cro- crossed that. Number two. I, I'm glad I didn't focus on the exterior day because I have a I have a white car, mm. and I love my car, but if I had to do it again, I would not get a white car. Right, right. Especially here. Right. Yeah. When when I have a lot of recyclables in my car, I just you know put them in a garbage can and light them on fire and just let that go into the environment. <laughs> Time now for the lead. <laughs> The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Okay, so uh, NFL.com's Greg Rosenthal ranked the top 10 general managers in football. We'll give you to them in order. Number one, the Bills' Brandon Bede. Bean, excuse me, the Rams, Les Sneed, Steelers, Kevin Colbert, Packers, Brian Gutenkist. Gutenkist. I thought we got this right. Gutenkist. All the Aaron Rodgers chatter that we had for months on end. Gutenkist. I thought we figured out Gutenkist. You will take the men downstairs and you will leave the women with us. Well, you know, the thing is, I learned that name because his father used to coach the University of Minnesota when I was there a kid. We go. And I remember John Gutekunst. And so that's why when right. Brian Gutekunst came along in football, it was no problem. I had conquered the Gutekunst mountain when I was like 11. Okay, number five, Buccaneers Jason Licht. Light. I was playing, Sorry. I was playing with you on that one. I know. <laughs> Chiefs Brett Veach, Saints Mickey Loomis, mm-hmm. Bengals Duke Tobin, Chargers Tom Telesco, and the Patriots Bill Belichick. Does George Payton belong on this list? He probably does. He he probably does, but as I'm looking at this list, I'm seeing general managers of that have as GMs had their teams generally accomplish more. Even Tom Telesco's uh, been part of 
couple playoff appearances over the years with the Chargers. Duke Tobin got the Bengal, you know, built the team that went to the Super Bowl. Mickey Loomis was the GM when the Saints won it all. And actually, you could say, even though they're cap, they're in cap hell year after year, probably did a hell of a job last year getting that team home with a winning season, despite uh, what they were working with. I think he is one of the 10 best general managers, but I think Greg Rosenthal's uh, methodology is kind of accomplishments, and the Broncos haven't accomplished anything yet on George Payton's watch. He's only been here for a year, and I yeah. understand he's only been here for a year. I get it for starters. I'll tell you where his list is completely way off base. Less than each should be number one. He just kind of won a Super Bowl, and he did it in such an unorthodox way. So right there, the list, you lose me that Les Snead is number two. I get that Brandon Bean is number one. I mean, he's the guy who drafted Josh Allen. I certainly understand that. Uh, Brian Gunst. He should not even be on the list. Shouldn't even be on the list. After the way that whole fiasco happened, and then he wound up getting strong-armed by Aaron Rodgers into not only getting a huge deal for Rodgers, but then losing Devontae Adams, I don't know what they even look like this year. Thank goodness for them. They're in the NFC. Well, it's actually still a pretty talented roster. Okay. Except wide receiver, although they took a step uh, getting Sammy Watkins. But they're they're rolling the dice on being able to replenish the wide receiver uh, room in the in the draft. It's aside from that, it's a good it's a good front seven. It's a good secondary. Yeah. It's a good running game. It's a it's a pr- it's a very good offensive line that they have. In Green Bay, he's actually done a good job of overall roster building. Because, look, remember we were talking about if the Broncos traded for Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. like the hypothetical, oh, do you send back Drew Locke? Oh, do they sign Terry, Teddy Bridgewater? Whatever. And we were still thinking of that team, even uh, if they trade Rodgers and had had Bridgewater being like a 9-8 and eight type of team. So, Bengals not- Duke Tobin should be higher. They just went to the Super Bowl. I mean, he's the one who did something that I wouldn't have done. Although I love Jamar Chase coming out of college, mm-hmm. uh, he took a wide receiver that high in the draft. And, and this guy obviously panned out. And he got Joe Burrow out of a gift because the team was terrible. And don't forget, he's working with a Mike Brown organization. Right. That is famously cheap. Although they have opened the wallet this offseason, especially on the offensive line, in a way that they ha- that they hadn't prior to last year. This is two straight off seasons that they've opened that they that they've gotten out the checkbook. But it's it's a chronically understaffed uh front football operations department. You've got uh you know that they don't have like their regional scouts, they're not like based around the country. They're all based in Cincinnati and they have a, and they still have the smallest scouting staff in the league. And they're doing a great job. I think with what Duke Tobin is working with, you could argue Duke Tobin could be one, two or three on this list given the overall environment. To put Mike Brown... Mike Brown's technically the GM, by the way, but Duke Tobin I get is, running it all, is running football ops on a day-to-day basis. If you would like to know what people around the league think of Mike Brown, just look at what happened before Carson Palmer was taken with the first overall pick in the draft out of USC. Boomer Esiason, Bengals quarterback, looked at him on camera and said... Basically, good luck. And then another guy who was like, Carson Palmer was on like an NFL Today show or whatever it was. A bunch of analysts around. And another analyst said, why don't you pull a John Elway so you don't have to go there? Demand a trade. And if you really want to know what Mike Brown's all about, go ask Carson Palmer. 
who despises Mike Brown right. and for good reason. Yeah, the other thing it also says a lot over the last uh, nineteen seasons or so that the Bengals have been to the playoffs re- a reasonable amount. I mean, I think I think Marvin Lewis got them there. What uh, I, I want, I believe, uh, seven times. And then they've gone, of course, they went to the Super Bowl this year. Marvin Lewis and Duke to- Tobin are both very underrated. I think Marvin Lewis should be somebody's head coach right now. But that's Bill, Bill Belichick, one. number 10, that's a career achievement award. Yes. He should not be number 10. No way. I understand they did a really good thing with Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. I get that. But this is, this is where Greg Rosenthal is off. George Payton's peers, fellow GMs, said that in his first year, George Payton had the best draft out of all of them. And then, secretly, quietly, found a way to get Russell Wilson. Just for those two reasons alone, for those two reasons alone, he should be in the top ten. And that, and there are other reasons why he should be on the He list. should be, but I get, but I, I get Rosenthal's methodology. He's, R- Rosenthal's going by, by, as John Fox would say, skins on the wall. If and when the Broncos have a good season this year and go to the playoffs, if they're a playoff team this year, when Rosenthal does this 12 months from now, I would bet an awful lot of money George Payton is on this list. I think it was actually, with all respect to Rosenthal on this, I think it was a little bit of a of, of lazy ranking yeah. because it was based on just accomplishments by the team, even though, like Mickey Loomis, for example... I th- again, I thought he did a real good job getting just enough for uh, get, rebuilding that roster where they could withstand Drew Brees, Drew Brees' loss and still have a winning season. But that Super Bowl is 12-plus years in the rearview mirror for the Saints. George Payton should not be ahead of Brandon Bean, should not be ahead of Les Snead, should be ahead of Steelers' Kevin Colbert. I would disagree on that. Why? Uh, the, and it's not just a career accomplishment, but the Steelers have... Uh, stayed competitive. I mean, they even they didn't even have a losing season the year that Ben Roethlisberger went down, so, and they had to start Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. May, maybe I'm reading this differently than you are, or maybe Rosenthal put it put down his list differently than I think it should yeah. be put down. It's not about what you've done over the last five years. It's what have you done for me lately? Let's see what has happened over the last year or two. That's fine, but Col- Colbert's body of work is 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 such that. I could not do a top five without Kevin Colbert on that list. Well, we're going to see how good Kevin Colbert is with Mitchell Trubisky. Well, no, he's retiring. Mason well, Rudolph. Well, he's retiring after the draft. Well, good for him. So he can solidify his spot before bad quarterbacking comes into play unless Baker Mayfield finds his way to Pittsburgh. Um, Buccaneers GM. They've drafted really well in the last six years. I, I, and and they, that, that, and they're kind of. And it's and kind of like the Broncos and John Elway deserves some credit for it as well. Right, I was going to go there. The Buccaneer that Light put together a good enough team to where Tom Brady looked at and said, looked at that and said, I can get them Correct. where they want to go, similar to George Payton. And yes, John Elway putting together a good enough roster to where Russell Wilson said, Yeah, that's a place where I can accomplish what I want to do. At the very least, Peyton should be eighth or seventh or eighth. Yeah. Look, look at what he has done in one year. And now everyone's saying, wow, the Broncos could be serious Super Bowl contenders. Wow, he turned that around fast, didn't he? 
New head coach. The quarterback is everything, though. Quarterback. Everything else he that he He did. But everything else that he had done, like, he's, and he, look, he had a great draft last year. Mm-hmm. And all the work that he has done, if Russell Wilson, if they had not come out with Russell Wilson. But they did. They did. They did. But it's, and oh, it, by the but way, ultimately, no. it's all about the core. He could have had a bad draft last year and gotten Russell Wilson, and it would have been great. You got Russell Wilson. You're doing well. You know what the difference between. George Payton getting Russell Wilson and John Elway getting Peyton Manning is a gold jacket. That's the difference. Of course, if John Elway walks into the room, people are going to listen. Why are people going to listen to George Payton? Well, they did. Well, but the other thing also about uh, John Elway and Peyton Manning is that you also had to have a football, a head coach in John Fox. I agree. Who was willing to say, Peyton. We will do whatever you want on right. offense. Here's Mike McCoy. He's going to write this offense to your specifications. John Fox played a major role in getting Peyton Manning. I agree with you on that, and I don't think John Fox gets enough credit I, for acquiescing. I, I agree. But at the end of the day, it was John Elway's move. And George Payton completely kept it out of the media about Russell Wilson, and it surprised almost everyone, including probably 90% of the people in that building. That's a credit to him. That's one reason why Pierre Lacroix was such a great GM for the Avalanche. Nobody knew what he was doing. And then suddenly he pulled something off like, oh, Patrick Waugh is going to be the goalie. That's another reason why you have a great GM. Unlike Brian Gudenkist, unlike him, where all of the dirty laundry was aired out for everybody to see and smell. Another name I want to throw in. Do you agree with Brett Veach of the Chiefs being on this list? Absolutely. Okay. Even though, in terms of a talent evaluator, he's no John Dorsey, but in terms of a cap... Almost nobody's John Dorsey. But in terms of a cap manager and a organization manager, he's much better. He's got better people skills than Dorsey does. Well, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take what you said, and I agree, and sum it up in a couple of sentences. Dorsey could not be any more disliked as a human being. And when it comes to drafting quarterbacks, there has been nobody better in the history of the NFL than him. He is responsible for Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. He is responsible. Not Ron Wolf. Ron Wolf was in the first year on the job. Ron Ron Wolf was retired by the time they drafted Aaron Rodgers. Then who was the GM? Uh, It was um, Ted Thompson. Ted Thompson. First, my bad. First year on the job. And Dorsey, who I believe was the head of college scouting or pro personnel, he said, you need to take Aaron Rodgers. Got Baker Mayfield, and oh yeah, found a way to trade up to get Patrick Mahomes. But he's a jerk, nobody likes him, and he destroyed the Chiefs cap, to your point. Coming up after the break, we're going to have a lot of football this weekend. Are you ready for some football? Some United States Football League football. Are you going to be watching this? That's next.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Siltahar Mazda up in Broomfield. You're going to get the right car at the right price. Why don't you check out the Mazda CX-5 or the Mazda CX-30. Small crossover SUV, all-wheel drive, leather trim seats, great power. Gas prices stink. But this baby has 32 miles to the gallon on the highway. You should take a test drive today. Other thing I love about Siltahar Mazda is a family-owned business serving Colorado families for over 60 years. And remember, when you go to Siltahar Mazda, as always, stress-free and hassle-free. That's the way it should be. Go to Broomfield today or check them out at sthmazda.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. You are the wrong guy to ask this question to, but in some ways this weekend you're the right guy to ask this question to. Your family's going to be coming in town. Mm -hmm. The weather is going to be gorgeous. And the USFL is starting this weekend. I know how much you love to watch sports. I know how much you love football. But with Amy and Charlotte in town, are you going to make it appointment viewing with your family in town? Appointment viewing, no. Will I be looking in from time to time just to kind of get a a brief feel for it? Sure, but I probably will not take a long look at it until next weekend. Why? Because it's just it's just not enough for me to rearrange my schedule this weekend. You mentioned family in town, mm-hmm. and also it's a big sports weekend. It's it's NBA playoff weekend as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably be looking in on Braves Padres a few times as well. For me, the the only I, I will probably t- even I will probably take a little bit of a longer look at the Tampa Bay Bandits. Just simply because of the name, okay. being from Tampa. I, I even have an old Tampa Bay Bandits pennant from the 1980s USFL okay. days. So that, what, that's about it. What, what kind of things do you and Charlotte like to do together? Just name one thing. Uh, go to a baseball game, go to a soccer game. Okay. Besides going to games, what other things do you like to do in which you have to buy tickets? Go for a walk, whatever. Yeah, walk the dogs, that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. So. Right before one of these USFL games kicks off, and she says, Dad, how about we go for a nice long hour walk and walk the dogs? What are you going to say to her? Walking the dogs. If it was the Broncos, what would you say? Well, I'd be working. Okay, fine. The Broncos have a bye week, but there are other games on. I would actually say that that the only thing that would maybe say, hey, can we push it a little bit, would be a North Carolina basketball game. Okay, so I guess the USFL this weekend is not appointment viewing. Not, well, I mean, I it's it's catching me on a weekend when I've got going on, but a lot going on. But yeah, it's it's not going to be appointment viewing for me. 
Um, Danny, again, I'll look in. I'll look in out of curiosity, but it'll be limited. Kind of like a car wreck. No, just I look. I want to see a spring football league make it at some point. Okay. I I'd like to see even if it's not a minor developmentally. I I would like to see another a spring league of some form or faction pop up that gives players a chance to keep playing and maybe gives a second chance to get back into the NFL at some point. All right, I'll be more specific. Danny, you tuning in to watch Paxton Lynch or Kyle Sloter quarterback their teams this weekend? Because that's what you're getting in the USFL. Uh, probably not. I'm going to be spending time with family. But right. one of them, what, my my little cousin is a quarterback at Chapman in California. Mm-hmm. And so if he wants to watch football, I'll gladly watch USFL with him. Right. But I would imagine that he's going to want to watch NBA playoffs instead. Yeah. There, this, and there we go. This is a bad weekend for a league to have its first game, don't you think? No, because because next game. weekend they're going to have the playoffs, and the weekend after that they're going to have the NBA playoffs. But it's the first. You're going to have the hockey But it's playoffs. the first games, and it's Easter weekend too. For a lot of people, this is a family weekend. But what does it tell you about the the brain trust at the USFL that they decided to start it this weekend? They it, are they start? Do they do they voluntarily say let's start in the dark? Because essentially, that's what they're going to be doing. I actually think that maybe starting this weekend wasn't the worst idea, but they should have started tonight. Well, I guess they did. Well, they're going against the play in, not the playoff. Well, they're going to face that every year, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. I, I think it all comes down to this. If you can get some really good quarterback play out of these guys, I think people might watch. But if you, but if you have Paxton Lynch completing 15 passes out of 35, your ratings are going to dive. Well, he he had a fair completion percentage against scrubs in preseason. I, in the I'm NFL. saying that's what uh, I'm he, saying in general. Wa- water finds its level, right? Well, but if you have bad quarterback play, because that's what mm-hmm. it comes down to. People want exciting plays, and it's all going to come down mm-hmm. to the quarterback. And if the quarterbacks aren't good, I think you're going to have ratings drop exponentially. Because that's what it is going to be about as much as anything else. You know, it's too. If Andrew were here today, of course, we got Alex and Danny behind the glass. If Andrew were here, I would ask him because when I'll, he, be, the, I'll be Andrew. No, the XFL two years ago had a team in St. Louis, and mm-hmm. Andrew is Mister St. Louis the Battlehawks. Exactly, and the Battlehawks were drawing really well. And in fact, when the pandemic hit, when everything shut down. They had they were expecting to have, I believe, fifty five thousand people for their next home game. But then pandemic shut it down that and that was it. And I guess my question to someone like him would be if it was a St. Louis team, would you be watching this? Generally speaking, the opener in any sport's gonna be sold out. But what happens for the next game? Yeah. Kind kinda like Coors Field. And the XFL got got some curiosity ratings uh, that first week. Right. Both in oh one and in twenty twenty. Well it was hyped and up by Vince off. McMahon. Well, well, the the twenty first century version of Barnum and Bailey. Now, the USFL is not backed by the NFL. No. The XFL is. In term not backed financially, but there's an arrangement to develop an arrangement. rules. There's an arrangement right. to test for the and we talked earlier this week about the XFL coaching hires and how there's you're getting a lot of minority hires who are getting kind of their first. When's the XFL supposed to debut in 2023? Um, that is it February next February, I think, or is it next April? So it's going to be at the same time as the USFL. Well, 
the XFL, the USFL was trying something different here because the XFL, their one critique of it was that it started right after the NFL season. And the USFL is saying, yeah, let's let the let's let the taste of football build back up and then we're going to start. But at some point, they'll be going head to head at some point. If the USFL survives to year two. Yes. Right. The USFL is on what network that should tell you. Oh, how by much the way, Fe- February 18th, 2023 is when the XFL is a supposed And to they're start. on what network? Uh, that I'm looking what's, up right. What's the USFL on? Let's just it's start on with that. Fox and NBC with... Uh, and USA? And USA and FS1. FS1? That's like the witness relocation program. But they are on two major networks, so that's good for them. I don't think the XFL has announced its broadcast partners for 2023 yet. Coming up after the break, Rocky Mon Forest Products Gambling Challenge with our friends Ty Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. We're going to talk about tomorrow's game, Nuggets Warriors. We'll let you know what the point spread is, and it's substantial. So what are you doing? Taking the Nuggets and the points, which we'll tell you about, or you taking the Warriors? Also, we have all the numbers over-under for Nikola Jokic. You want the over-under on points, rebounds, and assists. That's next. School's out and the night's rolling, man. Just like a long-lost friend, you ain't seen in a while. You can't help but smile. And it's too bad feet on the dashboard. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Harmazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale loan to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Low T99, testosterone treatment made easy and affordable. For just $129 per month, they'll send you testosterone, supplies, and the price includes lab work. Go to LowT99.com. Okay, every Friday on the show, we do the Rocky Mon Forest Products Gambling Challenge with our friends Ty Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. Let's talk about Saturday's game, Nuggets Warriors Game 1, Nuggets six and a half point underdogs to the Warriors. What are you doing? Taking, Taking Nuggets? Warriors. And you're giving the points. Yep. As am I. It's Jokic against everybody else. I Unless somebody steps up, which maybe somebody will. I don't know who's going to guard Curry. I don't know who's going to guard Clay Thompson. And Draymond Green hasn't played a lot this season. I bet he is itching to get a hold of Jokic. This feels like a hard-fought 10-point loss coming for the Nuggets. 10 points. And that's six and a half, so I'm taking the Warriors. Over under 223. You like the over, the under? I like the over. I like the over as well. Even though playoff basketball sometimes lends itself to something that's less elegant, I think uh, with Cur- with Curry playing and the Nuggets trying to respond if Curry gets hot, I, th- I think that the number goes up a little bit in this game. Okay. L- let me throw some numbers at you okay. on why I think it's going to be the over. 122, 116, 118, 136, 118, 109, 107, 140. 
You know what those numbers are? The amount of points the Nuggets have given up per game over their last eight games. Yeah, they look like they're out of gas. It will show on the defensive end. Their defense has been nothing short of atrocious recently. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that's going to make it the under is if Steph Curry is truly hobbled. Mm -hmm. The only thing that is truly going to give the Nuggets a chance to win is if Steph Curry is truly hobbled. Guys, what do you think? Yeah, and... uh... Like I said, like I said, the old cliche is that when you're exhausted, it shows on the defensive end. You don't the, the effort. It's not that the effort isn't there, but you're slower. You're trying to conserve energy. That's 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 why the Nuggets have looked to me the last couple of weeks like a team that is just they've hit the wall. They've gone that they've gone as far as they can with what they have left. How many after How many games do you think this series goes? Six. Yeah, and I'm going five. I think maybe they get a win. I don't know where it's going to be, home or on the road. I think they maybe get a win in this thing. I mean, the, the, the reason why I Warriors say... Warriors are a yeah, better team. Yeah, it, it's five or six. I'm, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt and say six. And, and be, this is because I do think that at least once, maybe twice, in spite of the attention given to Jokic, he just takes the team on his back because he is the best player on the court. No question. But like we were discussing with Mike Singer. Draymond Green's going to try and make sure that doesn't happen. Right. But like we were saying with with Mike Singer of the Denver Post yesterday, and he went through and said, look, if you remember, if you're drafting players in this series, Jokic should be the number one pick. But then how many other players do you go through Four or five before deep. you get to another nugget? Four or five deep. Right. The, the dubs are just a better team. Draymond Green is one of the great agitators in basketball. Well, he'll get under your skin. And we know that when you have an agitator on the floor that's guarding Jokic, Jokic mm-hmm. gets agitated, yeah. may, might get teed up, might start complaining to the refs, might take him out of his game yeah. a little bit. Over-under for Jokic on points, 29 and a half. Over. Me too. Over-under Jokic on rebounds, 14 and a half. Slight under. Yeah, I could see going there. Jokic with assists. Over. You would hope so. I think he's going to have a... I think at the end of this series, you're going to look at his stat line, even with Draymond Green on him, and say, that was an MVP stat line. I think I saw something, and maybe I saved it on Twitter. I'm not sure if I was smart enough to do that, and please don't answer that question. Um, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, just let, let's just let that one go. Let it breathe. Go. Let that one go. <laughs> um, I believe I saw a stat with Jokic, if I can find it. In 43 total playoff games, Jokic has averaged 26 points, 11 rebounds, 6.5 assists, while shooting 56% from the floor. Per stat head, whatever yeah. that is, probably some stat service. It's a, it's a service that has very robust... I, I use it, but robust things for football, hockey, basketball, baseball. He is the only player in NBA history to have those averages with 40 games minimum. Yeah. He's put together, I mean, he had a great year last year, and he topped it this year. This year might be kind of, this, this might be the once-in-a-lifetime year that he had. The sad part is because of the injuries around him, it's going to go for naught at least in terms of team accomplishment. Right. Again, it comes down to what kind of defense did the Nuggets play in this game? 
and Steph Curry can beat you anywhere on the court. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson can beat you anywhere on the court. And Clay Thompson, by the way, is a terrific defensive player as yeah. well. But the funny thing is, who you can even put him on. And the reason why I say that is, who else is really going to beat him? Now, Aaron Gordon's a really good defensive player. You're not going to put him on Steph Curry, are you? You go run. He'll be so far away from the basket. You're right. not going to get any rebounds. It's not the best use of him. No. And the thing, Clay the, Thompson, maybe. Right. The the thing with the Warriors, I mean, and, and this is why it's so tough. If you put him on Curry, fine. Clay Thompson would eat would eat your lunch. You put uh, you put Aaron Gordon on Steph Curry. At least you're not having him float 25 feet from the basket. He can ha- he can be involved more and try and disrupt the Warriors' offensive flow if you've got him on Clay. It, it make it, it makes the most sense, and then you're just gonna you're basically gonna hold your breath a little bit when Steph pops and fires from deep. What's the final score of tomorrow's game? Warriors one thirty, Nuggets one twenty. Yeah, I don't know if they get to one twenty. I can see the I can see the Warriors getting to one thirty. I think the Nuggets are in the neighborhood of like maybe. 114 if they're fortunate. Well, I said they'd lose by 10. That's why I'm Yeah. I'm 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 going for consistency. It's like I think the Dubs would get 130. Yep. And that's why I'm like, okay, well, I said they that the Nuggets would lose by 10. I'm going to go 120. I'm going to go 125-107. Ooh. What if it comes out to that? You're going to be like, "Whoa." If it's 125-107, um it's gonna be like there. It's gonna be like a moment on The Simpsons where Lisa and Bart. They're like, "What is amazing is this is exactly what Dad said was gonna happen." And Homer says, "I know, kids. I'm scared too." Yeah. <laughs> what do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance? Just in case you missed it. Well, we know who the Nuggets are playing in their first round matchup. Excited for the se- series with the Warriors, but there are two more matchups that have yet to be determined. And we'll find out tonight with the last of the NBA play-in games, Hawks, Cavs, and Pelicans, Clippers. We'll talk about those games next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. 
just in case you missed it, the NBA play-in games wrap up tonight to decide the eight seeds in each conference. The Atlanta Hawks at the Cleveland Cavaliers at 5.30 p.m. on ESPN. And then the New Orleans Pelicans at the L.A. Clippers, 8 o'clock p.m. on TNT. Paul George, unfortunately, has tested positive for COVID-19 and will miss the game this evening so he is out for the Clippers Jared Allen expected to be back for the Cavaliers so a couple of big roster news pieces there Uh, who advances to play the Miami Heat in the East and the Phoenix Suns in the West tell you with uh with Paul George out I like I like the Pelicans a little more in this game right now right now and the Pelicans uh have obviously gone against the other LA team in LA and succeeded it so I don't think I, I I don't think they'll have uh, uh, much of a dawning environment to deal with tonight. I think the Pelicans pull off the upset. If I'm not mistaken, the Pelicans have already beaten the Clippers with and without Paul George. With and without Paul George this season. Yeah. But I'll go with the Clippers because defensively they're a much better team. The only reason why I'll take. I think uh, there's a part of me that would like to see the Pelicans win, just because it would be funny to look up and not see an LA team in the playoffs. I would agree. I would imagine the NBA would not be happy with that. <laughs> Listen, as, as, as long as they have Boston and Brooklyn, they'll be fine. Because honestly, when I flip on ESPN, that's all they talk about. Those two teams. It It, it is so much yeah. of an overload with those two franchises. It's nauseating. By the, it's funny because I think... And the I, Sixers, of course. I feel that way about how ESPN talks about the Lakers. Oh, it, it, That's how that is the even Lakers worse. and the War the Lakers and the Warriors. The, the Warriors give them plenty to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh what about the East? Uh Cavs Hawks. We got um I'm not gonna go against Trey Young. <sighs> yeah, although it it is in Cleveland. But I'm, I'm with you. It, it, it's the whole thing of the theory of the best player on the court in a one game scenario. This is why if, if the Nuggets could somehow get to a game seven with the Warriors, I'd like their believe it or not, I'd like their chances if they somehow got to a one game scenario of Jokic just going off. Tonight, very much Trey Young could go off. The interesting thing about Trey Young in the uh play in the play in game against the Hornets, Young got off to a horrible start a couple of nights ago. Right. And then but they had a ten point lead while he was off to a horrible start. He found his groove and they turned it into a route. Right, and that's good for the Hawks. That that when Trey Young was not doing well, our old friend Danilo Gallinari stepped up. Gallo and had and Gallo had some big shots really to keep them on track. What do we have next, Danny? Uh, we have Sean from Winfield Brewing Company. If okay, you'd like, if you'd like to speak, yeah, to let's him. let's talk to Sean right now. I've been they talking brought about us some great food a couple weeks ago. So. I know yum, they yum, couldn't yum. make it down today, and the reason they couldn't make it down today is because they are preparing for an unbelievable Easter brunch on sunday uh with that sean how are you my friend good how are you i am great so tell us what you are doing for easter brunch besides the fact that if you want to grab a beer of course you have 17 beers on tap if the kids want to go and of course they should they can play video games or arcade games i should say pac-man pinball machines all the old time stuff but what are you going to be serving because it's your menu that i absolutely love well, for Easter, we're going to be serving about 12 different dishes. Uh, prime rib is one of them, where you can get it in two different cuts, 8-ounce um, and 12-ounce. 
And then also we have a triple-decker triple pancake that is just phenomenal. That same strawberry um, sauce that we use for our um, chicken and waffles. Right. Delicious. Right. Um, and then we are including the chicken waffles on the dish. One of the things that we're rolling out, which is new, is a Bloody Mary bar. Mm. Uh, so we have shrimp, meat sticks, cheese curds, two different kinds, Ooh. okra, pickles, marinated mushrooms, celeries, lemons, and limes. So if you're looking for a great Easter brunch, you need to head on over to Windfall Brewing Company in the Orchard Town Center. By the way, you skipped something. I just want to know if this comes with an Uber ride. A 28-ounce <laughs> mason jar of mimosas. I mean, does that come that with an correct. Uber ride? It comes with a nice fancy straw that you and your friends can drink out of. Yeah, you, you don't uh, want to be driving home after drinking that baby. No, not at all. So, yeah, we are kind of, you know, doing something instead of like a bottom of, bottomless mimosa. We're just doing a 32-ounce mason jar. You know, you and your friends can enjoy it. Now, you're also doing some new special things because you've only been around for about four months or so. Tell us right. about Throwback Thursdays and things that you're going to be doing with that. Well, Throwback Thursdays, we have a DJ that uh, comes on at 8 o'clock in-house and spins 70s, 80s, and 90s records. We throw all of our pinballs to 50 cents. And all of our house pints are sixteen, or all of our sixteen-ounce pints are five dollars. Now you have a DJ on Thursday, live music on Friday with a fish fry. So if you show up on Friday, what are you going to get to experience at Windfall Brewing Company? Well, we do uh, uh, deep-fried cod, eight-ounce portion, and we make our own coleslaw in-house with our own uh, tartar sauce. Comes with hot puppies, throw that southern twist in there. Right. Uh, we do have the live music that starts at eight o'clock. Right. And that, uh, goes till eleven thirty. Sounds awesome, and don't forget. And, and I've dined on their patio with the weather this weekend. You're gonna you, you sitting inside is fantastic. Sitting on their patio is absolutely gorgeous. So when people want to come there for Easter brunch or Throwback Thursdays or Fish Fry Fridays or to hear the live music on Friday, where do they find you? They find us at 14694 Orchard Parkway in the Orchard Town Center Mall. Sean, hope you and Abby have a great Easter. Hope everybody packs the place for you. And a happy Easter, my friend. Happy Easter to you and your family, sir. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Yeah, thank you. See you, pal. Yep. Let's do one more question for just in case you missed it, just for fun. Sure. Uh, I also want to bring up something that Andrew texted on the hotline, or as you call him, Nolan. He was listening to the show yep. on his ride home. He said he would definitely tune in if there was a USFL team in St. Louis. It crushed him when COVID killed the XFL. Uh, just in case you missed it, the New York Mets are unveiling a statue at City Field of the franchise. Pitcher Tom Seaver. What Denver athlete would you like to see one of the hometown teams erect a statue of at the stadium arena ballpark? I'd love to see a Joe Sackick statue outside of ball arena. Yep. I think John Elway should get a statue. No question. I, I think there should be more statues. Like I, I One of the things I love, and again, I'm going to draw on my own experience as a sports fan. I love going down to Atlanta and they had this at Turner Field now they have it at Truist Park you walk around and there's a you know there's an Eddie Matthews statue and there's a Henry Aaron statue and there's a Bobby Cox statue which is a really cool design because he's like up on the top step hand on the railing like a like a typical manager St. Louis you know Andrew knows all about that there's a Stan Musial statue would you put a Jokic statue out there right now 
if he wins his second MVP, and it looks like he will. I wouldn't put it out there now, but I'd be planning a spot for it. I'll tell you what I think <laughs> the Nuggets should do, and I was talking to somebody inside the Nuggets organization. At some point, they need to retire the number 15, and that's for Carmelo Anthony. They need to do that. He meant that much to the franchise. I, think I don't bo- care how it ended. You retire his number, Jokic continues to wear it, and then it's done. It's good. I think there are going to be two 15s up there in there the Raptors be. eventually. There will be. But yeah, like the Broncos, John Elway, I think you could do a Peyton Manning statue. I would do Terrell Davis first. I would do a Floyd Little statue. I would do a Terrell and Davis I would do a, Actually, I would do a Floyd Little statue before anybody but Elway, and it would be specifically... Of Floyd, there's a picture of Floyd Little being carried off the field yep. after his last game by fans, and it would be kind of a great the franchise, a salute to the fans. I True. think that would be an amazing statue of kind of Floyd on people's shoulders. Right? Have you seen uh or, like Rudy? Yeah, you did. Out, you probably haven't seen it in person, but out in San Francisco, they have a statue of Joe Montana and a statue of Dwight Clark. Yeah, but it's the distance between the statues is the distance of the throw Montana made for the catch. Right. And it simulates, like, the catch. That, is there anything like that, a Denver moment, that would be, that you could do something Tebow like that? Tebow to Demarius Thomas. Mm, that's pretty good. But then you're putting up a statue of Tim Tebow. So what? It's, it's one of the most memorable plays ever. Or you could do John Elway to Mark Jackson, mm. who is sliding in the end zone. I like, I, like that. I like that a little bit. I figured you would. Okay, that was Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. You can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. When you buy a car, you're going to want to take it for a test drive with that type of purchase. Why not do that with the appliances? And Mountain High Appliance, get behind a Viking range. Those things are so fun to cook behind. Once you do that, you might say, I got to get this baby. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Bradley Chubb had something very interesting to say at his press conference yesterday. And maybe, just maybe, he could have a breakout season, ironically going into a contract year. Hmm. That's next. Into the ether with the rest of this mess that just keeps us depressed. We forget that we're here right now. Cause we're living life at a different pace. Stuck in a constant race. Keep the pressure on your bounds to break. Something's got the change.